Welcome to FFC Top 3, a show where we, your FFC hosts, count things down from 3 to number 1. Thank you for joining us this week. If you have a suggestion for a topic for Top 3, be sure to drop us a note on Twitter, at Focus Fire Chat, in our Discord, or even email us at FocusFireChat at gmail.com. This week, the topic of discussion is Top 3 Books. And I totally get that this is like a really huge huge, huge amount of things to pull from, especially since we're including the possibility of saying series. So, we'll, I don't know. Did you guys have too much trouble figuring out what you wanted to do with it? Nope. Mm, I didn't. Not that much, actually. Yay! I picked an easy one. Well, let's, let's, has, let, let's not say that. Let's, let's, let's go with relatively speaking. Yeah. Let's say straightforward. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah? Do, do better do next wanna... time, green do... god. <laughs> you guys are going to get a tough... Uh, no, I... <clears throat> Whatever. Whatever. You go first Whatever. this week. You go first, this man. This is my united copyright strike. Um, <clears throat> so, first up for me uh, is actually going to be a series, because that's how I roll. Uh... It's the Brian Jacques uh, Redwall series. Uh, yes! I, I don't think it's Jacques, but I think it's Jacques. Jacques, uh, yeah, I think it's Jacques. Yeah, I think it is. Outcast but, was uh, amazing. So good. Uh, I started reading those when I was very young, uh, and they really just kind of carried on even into adulthood. Uh, just as like one of those things that I could, kind of like Dragon Ball. You know, you, you sit back and you watch Dragon Ball, and you're just like, this is my happy place right now. And that's basically what that was. Mm-hmm. Uh but I love I love uh, the tales of Matthias uh, and the uh, the long patrol and several other things that uh, that definitely kind of spawned from that uh, that series. But it is easily one of those that I think that many can sit read and really just enjoy uh, for many different reasons. But long story short, definitely a very good series if you guys look into it at all. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, and I forget the, the term for it technically, but, uh, they, yeah, it, they're, they're animals living in Anthropomorphized. a, Anthropomorphized. Thank you. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to pronounce it right now anyway, cause I'm not <laughs> thinking right. Um, but that's, that's the style of book that everything, uh, is and how he put that all together. Uh, but again, really just, uh, a very enjoyable series. Uh, it has its moments of, uh, of fun and laughter, and then it has its moments of being very serious and dark. Uh, just a very well put together series uh, that I would probably argue got me into reading uh, before anything like Harry Potter or anything like that was out. Uh, far before, because you know I'm an old man and all that. So anyway, that's uh, number one for me. Number one or number three? And uh, number number three. I'm sorry. Okay, just double checking. I mean, we could go in reverse order. No, we totally do that. No, we'll uh, we'll do that. We'll we'll do the three first. Well, that'll do, donkey. That'll do, donkey. Blue. Uh, my number my number three is actually pretty pretty similar. It's not a series, but it is the book that really uh, sparked my interest in science fiction, uh, like true, like hard science fiction, not the science fantasy uh, like Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but it's Battlefield Earth. Uh, I, I thought have, so. Yeah, I have gone through four copies of that book. I have read it so much. Um, nice. It is it is 
easily probably I'll, I'll also probably go on record. It's probably the only L. Ron Hubbard book I enjoy um, <laughs> because the other one like Invader or the Invader Earth series or Decology kind of he, he kind of gets out there like he's he's a little bit out there. Uh, but Battlefield Earth, he really sticks with like science and the mathematics of space travel and like basic stuff like that. It's really cool. It's nothing like the atro- atrocious movie that came out, um, which is pretty common. But yeah, no, that it's similar similar to the Redwall series, which also I double down on Beard's recommendation. If you have not read the Redwall series, you definitely need to do yourself a favor and check those out. I think we bought that for Julie's nephew. It's oh my god! Like I, I mean, as soon as as soon as Beard said that, I'm like, I remember, like that was like elementary school for me. Was mm-hmm. yep. just like I mean, I devoured those books. Uh, I think it was Outcast or Redwall, or was it Outcast or Exile? Was it, I think it was Outcast, um, wasn't it? With, I think uh, the first one, yes. The Sun Badger. Like the cool, yep. the cool thing with Redwall was like the it was very. Um, it was very easy to understand, but Beard Beard yep. kind of already mentioned it. But they also like they they addressed really deep topics. Like there's a lot of issues that he kind of kind of approaches and talks about that normally you wouldn't see in like a, sm- a younger kids book. And because mm-hmm. of the way that he writes, it's very like I mean the entire story of Matthias, for example. Like it's like it, reading it back now, I was like, oh my god, that's really dark. But yep. as a kid, though, you read it and you're like, you, you recognize that it's that it's heavy, but it's yep. also it's also understandable. I mean, so yeah, I definitely second Beard's recommendation on that one. Nice. My number three is actually going to kind of set the tone for all of mine, because I realized after making this list that I'm very particular in the type (laughs) of books I like, apparently. It's not a bad thing. I mean, once you like hear all three of them together, you'll be like, oh, those don't match up. But then once you read them, you're like, oh, no, these are totally the same kind of books. Um, My number three is my favorite from junior high and high school, and that is The Count of Monte Cristo from Dumas. It like is the, a the full one or abridged yes, version. Yes, okay. Full. I I did not do the abridged version. I may have done the abridged version as like a little little one. Like they had those great right, classics right, yeah. books. Yeah. Oh but, man. Oh, I cannot wait for my son to start reading those because I mm-hmm. remember reading those and oh, they're so they're actually really good. Like they, yeah. they actually did a pretty good job keeping with the story. Those were those were great. Those were a great introduction. But the Count of Monte Cristo. The style of writing that Dumas has in general, and granted, he didn't really do this in uh, Three Musketeers, but he does a really good job of setting up this extended revenge story, and you Mm -hmm. see all the threads come together. It is Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Twelve before Mm -hmm. the movies came out, but it's all about revenge, and I I love it. It's still one of my favorites. I'll pull a copy out every now and then and just kind of dig into it because it's just that good but yeah number three count of monte cristo beard number twos uh my number two is one that i go back and read every single year and i make a point of it because it really reads differently to me almost every single time but i do read it and i've been reading it since i was in freaking high uh middle school and that is sun tzu's art of war yeah uh really sun tzu's art of war oh, yeah. constantly changes as i get older uh, it changes my outlook on terms of like how life is or how, uh, how I can kind of view a subject or how I can approach a subject. 
uh, as somebody that's also worked sales for many years, it's also talked to me in some different rights that I know not many uh, generally like to talk about. But it is one of those that you can... It, it just prepares you for, like, what's to come to kind of think, like, what needs to be done for yourself or how you need to prepare for an action or something that's on the horizon. Uh, and even then, its its ultimate viewpoint and ultimate goal uh, continues to be one, even though it is written by uh, somebody whose main uh, point is to uh, create a, a system of, of war to ensure that the uh, people that, that you're serving are safe or otherwise. Uh, it's probably easier to explain it this way. Sun Tzu was actually in charge of, uh, or or at least a very large council member for uh, the state of Wu in uh, ancient China. Uh, and Wu actually, on the eve of being invaded, uh, Sun Tzu had actually created the, uh, or at least had presented his thoughts on war. And that's actually what we end up getting with uh, the calculated standard scriptures from, uh, from Sun Tzu himself. Uh, but this expands because of the actual writing that is then done, uh, or, or research that is then uh, done by several that are out there. Uh, and it could be, you know, ones that were also in ancient China, ones that grew past that, uh, that interpreted Sun Tzu's uh, Art of War differently. And it it gave me, for for writing and reading interpretations, just the same as, as much uh, information as, like, interpretations can alter depending on who it is that is reading it, what it'll mean to you. Uh, so Sun Tzu just speaks to me in, in a lot of different measures, but it is a, as much as it is a account on war, uh, it is very much just a book on life. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the, the summation of it, realistically. Uh, and I love some of the pieces that are in there, uh, because even like thinking about uh, how to treat uh, the army and whatnot, it, it's still him saying, well, you need to be you you need to you know treat your army kind. You need to uh, still be firm with them. You you need to make sure that they know uh, what is actually going on. And you can't just hide everything from them and tell them that it was all hunky dory. Sure, but you still need to treat them as family because at the end of the day, they are still uh, members of your of your state, members of your house. Uh, and that that was a very different kind of viewpoint for. Uh, most of war uh, conductions that might have happened uh, through ancient China or realistically from the East in general. Uh, it was just very different. Anyway, I can absolutely gush forever about that book, uh, but it is one that I really go back to every year just to make sure that I keep fresh on. Nice. Blue? Uh, Since we got Zavala's Bible, what's your number two? <laughs> Well, and the funny thing is, it's not actually Zavala's Bible, but um, Zavala references Bato, or uh, he does have quotes Shakespeare. From Sun Tzu, well, yeah, Shakespeare he has he has an idle dialogue of Sun Tzu, uh -huh. but he actually he his his actual main reference is a a different philosopher from around the same pair of time, uh, but mm -hmm. he was actually more of a Bushido follower than Sun Tzu. Yep. Uh, yep. Both, both of which are actually the same. I was going to say, Beard, you know, the other thing that you talked about reading some stuff every year, uh, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations is another one that's oh, really God. good, like, re like one to review. 
Um, yep. but actually for number, for number two, for me is actually dark, the dark tower series. Uh, and it was a tie between really, dark to- yeah, yeah. Number two. Yeah. I was expecting that to be your number one. No. Um, well, I'll, it'll, I'll explain it later or I'll explain it when we get to our number one. Um, but it was actually a toss up between the dark tower and firestarter, which is another Stephen King book. Uh, firestarter was actually the book that got me really interested in, uh, Stephen King and along with, uh, the cycle of the werewolf, which is an amazing, amazing graphic novel slash book that he wrote. Uh, but firestarter is just, if you haven't read firestarter, I would really encourage you to read it. It's not like anything else that King has written. Uh, and I know I say that, I know like that kind of explains King's style, <laughs> Because it's always like something different, but it's a really good one. Um, but yeah, my number two is yeah, Dark Tower series. Okay, my number two is, and it's it's ironic because I tend to I tend to find these books and then I just listen or read them over and over and over. Um, is actually the most recent one that I've done that with, and it's the Way of Kings, the Stormlight Chronicles by Brandon Sanderson, mm-hmm. and it's good things. Yeah, I just I started re-listening to him at work because I don't get a whole lot of downtime to physically read things besides grimoire cards at this point. Um, and <laughs> even glad then, you at I'm, least get that. Oh my god, I'm still <laughs> struggling. I still haven't finished um, one of the things that I needed to finish. But uh, the the Way of Kings is written. It has the multiple viewpoints that you're getting, and it's written in such a way that you're you're exposed to the magical quality at the same time as the people who are learning their own powers. And you're, you get exposed to a lot of different things through this interesting, um, tri sphere type, um, cosmology where Mm. you're dealing with the spirit world and the mental realm and the physical realm. And I find, found it really kind of fascinating and just a fun, fun, listen, fun read talks about kind of chivalry even though they don't necessarily call it that which i'm always a sucker for i love those kind of books but yeah the the stormlight chronicles sanderson has really kind of got my number lately a lot of his like mini trilogies have really spoken to me in different ways and they're unique each of them have a very different magic system and it's kind of fun so totally my number two beard if well, Sun, number, Su- Sun yeah. Tzu is your number two, what's I'm a, I'm 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 not sure what to expect for your number one. <laughs> uh, well, it was everything that really got me into uh, science fiction, as far as like modern uh, for me. But uh, that actually comes to something that I quote every now and again, and that's the Dune series. And if not mm-hmm. Dune, mm-hmm. then Rama. Uh, mm-hmm. either one of those series have to be on an absolute level of high. Uh, Rama is, I feel, what is more, uh, however, referenced back in a lot of our typical sci-fi today. Uh, but Dune is referenced back in so much sci-fi. Like, the friggin' Worm Gods and Destiny, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they may as well just be all, you know, the spice must flow at this point. Right. Uh, there are... Green, Green got so annoyed with me on that. Oh. I'm, I am got annoyed with Bungie on that a bit. Yeah, She's like, know. stop trying to ride Zol. It's like, but he's, but... But he's right there! 
But yeah. I wanna. Anyway, yeah, the those are those are definitely two series that overall I cannot say critically uh have done a ton of stuff, but at least for me as well, for like my appreciation uh, appreciation of modern sci-fi, uh they have they have torqued that bar. Mm-hmm. Uh and for me sci-fi has overall been a huge part of my life. Uh I, I t- I mean, Jeepers, I, I can't really get into a lot of, like, modern fantasy because it isn't sci-fi-esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, like, Destiny is just an, an absolute, like, wonderful culmination of everything that I could have ever hoped for in a video game, realistically. Uh, but the fact that more more game, uh, more series are kind of touching base on it, uh, the fact that Cyberpunk also kind of plays into those realms a little bit as well, uh, I think these are reasons like Rama uh, and and Dune, especially Rama. Granted, I I really think Rama might like eke out a little bit ahead in like number one. But well, I mean, it's Dune is Arthur just, C. Clarke. It's Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, like, I know. Like, it's so hard to like not say that it's like one of the the best series like ever made because it seriously is. Uh, unfortunately, books are really hard to find. Uh, we started going into a hunt for my uh, for my father not long ago to try to find them all. Uh, really difficult to do uh, really? to actually find like the oh, full yeah. on yeah. paperbacks or otherwise. Even digitally, I'm surprised how little uh, there is anything available for these things. Well, uh, but if anybody see, is like able- Clark is Clark is like one of the most. He's up there with Heinlein as far as like the oh, paperbacks. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's ridiculously difficult to find their stuff which is why whenever i see like yeah. one of them at half price i'm like mine <laughs> yeah like, i don't care how much it is it's mine that's what i basically started getting in the habit of if i go to like a barnes and noble or something and I, they happen to have anything or i see anything that's like uh if it's if it's not a barnes and noble then i'll usually just go and hunt for uh for it at like a flea market or something mm-hmm. if somebody donated mm-hmm. anything but yeah like they are if you want any series that really defines, I think, uh, I mean, realistically, every all, all three of the series uh, that I have mentioned, or or all three of the the book references that I've mentioned, have probably shaped who I am today uh, to a high degree. But uh, I would really have to say that Rama and Dune are easily up there as like number one, number number one, number like one point five, one point two five, one point one. I don't know. They're like so close together. It's so hard for me to choose. I knew that the moment I came into this, I was like, I'm just going to say both of them because they both, both realistically deserve their time under the sun uh, and just deserve a shout out. Cause they, I know they've uh, created a, a great many people in this generation uh, with, uh, with how we view sci-fi and how uh, many others have either viewed sci-fi or how, how they have created sci-fi. Uh, mm. So definitely they're, they're up there and it's, Again, yeah, Arthur C. Clarke. It's really hard to not have him on a list. Blue. Well, similar, similar to, um, <clears throat> similar to Beard's entry into science fiction. My entry, my number one, is actually for the books that really got me started into fantasy. Um, and these were when I was, uh, man, I don't even remember how young I was when I read these. But uh, it is, a, it's a tie as well. Uh, it's a tie between uh, Horse and His Boy from the Chronicles of Narnia and the oh Darkest yes. Rising sequence. 
um, which is, I mean, they're both, <clears throat> they're both very, um, well, Narnia is, I mean, everyone knows what Narnia is and the level of reading for Narnia, but it's still, it's still, if you haven't read the Chronicles of Narnia, I really said, I mean, it's just one of those series that you really should just sit down and read. Like, I, I don't, they're like, not long books. Either. They're not long. No. And, and like the, the reason the horse and his boys stand out for me personally, uh, for that series is that it's actually the only book in the series that doesn't deal with us like humans from earth. It's all, it takes place like a hundred percent inside Narnia and it's actually the main mm-hmm. characters are, are, well, they're not Narnians, but one of them is, um, but it's, it's like, it's all about the, the creatures and the humans inside Narnia. It's not, it really doesn't have anything to do with outside, which was for me, um, it really made it stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, the darkest rising sequence, uh, was a sequence that it's a, series of i i want to say it's like five or six books and they're they're again they're very short um but it was one of the like it's just one of those series that for me stood out because it presented an alternate reality in our in our world as like it was it was kind of that introduction into the the idea of thinking of that like that um and for me it's just it's it's just one of those series that it just really kind of is that gateway for me into the fantasy realm, which then, you know, that introduces a whole bunch of thing. I know a chat right now is talking about, um, uh, the dragon Lance series, you That's know, dragon Lance series is another amazing one. Mm. Uh, but like all those, all those books, you know, I would have, I would have not been really interested in if it hadn't been for really these two like narnia Nar- the chronicles of narnia was you know i was really little when my grandmother actually read it to me um but like you know the darkest rising sequence was an elementary school read that really kind of got me interested in actually pursuing reading and got me interested in reading in general i was already you know so for me they're they're actually just it's more about the place that they hold not necessarily not necessarily the the quality because I, I I'll be honest I haven't gone back and read <laughs> the darkest rising sequence so I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's as amazing as I remember it which kind of makes me not want to go back and read it um, <laughs> yeah you know you know it's like it's one of those things where it's like I want it to stay on the pedestal that it is on um, and so yeah that's but that's my number one nice. You know, a chat's kind of getting onto us a little bit for not having any Bradbury or Asimov. And- I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, Asim, okay, so I, I really do like both. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, Philip yeah. K. Dick is really good. Um, I don't consider them books, like Asimov, especially like Bradbury. I can see, but Asimov was just such a short, short story writer, and F- Dick, like Philip Dick. Like if he didn't, if it didn't, wasn't a compilation, it wasn't, I mean, like his book, his stories were, the majority of his stories were less than 40 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, now they were all super powerful stories and they spawned a, you know, immense amount of, of, uh, spinoffs. But like when I, when you, when you say book to me, I'm expecting like a, a very, very thick book, like you have to understand that I read really fast. So for me, a book is something that I have to spend longer than about two hours with. Um, and I just, yeah. Eh, eh. <laughs> Asimov is a really fast read for me. And as is Philip K. Dick. 
um, mm-hmm. both of which are amazing writers. But don't don't get me wrong. And Bradbury, I never, I never, I'll be honest, I never really got into Bradbury, um, other than I th- like one or two of his one of his two of his uh, shorter stories. So that's just that's just my exposure to him. The other one that people are talking about is. Um... Uh, G.R.R. Martin or yeah, George he can Martin. Just, he can just go drop off a cliff as far as I'm concerned. Actually, my number one is oh, kind no. of the female version of that. Oh, okay. No. But not not his. Not him, not no. His. Okay. I, I have a hard That's acceptable. time That's uh, acceptable. reconciling some of his choices to uh, really like all of thoroughly his choices? enjoy them. Not all of them, just some of them. Um, mine. Oh, Martian Chronicles. No. Going to say that now. Martian Chronicles. Okay, sorry. Okay, I did read the Martian Chronicles. Okay, sorry. I apologize, Rose. Okay. Rose is in our chat, Get- <laughs> lambasting me for not reading Bradbury. <laughs> uh, um, that's yeah. It's, okay, sorry, Green. What was what's your no, number? No, it's one? okay. My number one is the Cushel series by Jacqueline oh! Carey. Yeah, no, 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 no. She's way better. She is way better than anything Martin's put. I'm sorry, but it's got a very similar flavor as far as the politics Uh, and the intrigue. Yeah, if like if you compare like a a, adult to a child, sure. Well, she writes way better, but that's just I don't know. I and when I'm trying to convince people to read her book, I compare her to him. Because a lot of people find that. his stuff like, really well, popular, and, right? And it's a very common, like very um, common ground. Like people will recognize, right? Because her, her writing yeah, is pro- complex. Yes, yeah. it is very complex, and it's <laughs> and very other things <laughs> and other things. Which, yes, I yeah. That's just you'll gain insight into my. So are my you, psyche a little bit. Is there a particular one this. of the? Are you are you talking about just the trilogy or the whole series? Because uh, I like the it's original not a trilogy three. anymore. No, it's not. Um, I like the original three. The second set of three were pretty good too. But once she got to book seven, I kind of fell off mm-hmm. um, the train a little bit because it got. So the first original trilogy deals with a particular character named Fedra. The second set deals with. Uh, uh, descendant essentially mm-hmm. and then the third one is like a way down the line and it's like i i can't i can't i can't deal with that one as much mm-hmm. i don't i don't feel as tied to these characters so it's it's a good it's a good good book and it's a uh, lot jocelyn, of really jocelyn is amazing yes uh, the the one that i liked the more, most was probably the first one it mm-hmm. really hooked me as far as particular book within that trilogy slash septilogy, I don't yeah, know. I don't, There's yeah. seven of them at this point, seven or eight. You know, and and that actually brings me to one of my honorable mentions. And Green, I know nice. you'll, I, I know you'll totally. recognize this one is the Black Jewels. Uh huh. Those are so good. They're I was actually amazing. looking at downloading those again. Oh my gosh, they're so good. Yeah, that's uh, another really great underrated series. That and the, uh, oh, what was the other one? No, the Blending. The Blending series is another I one. I don't that's know the Blending. Kind of, it's, it's along the same lines uh, as far as like thematic genre as the Black Jewels. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely different world, but it's um, the reason why I usually rank it up pretty high is not because, again, not because of the quality of the writing, which is very, it's very well written. 
but actually it's the magic system that uh, yeah. Sharon Green uses. It is an amazingly unique system um, that I just, I absolutely, same as like Wheel of Time magic system, which is like a really mm-hmm. interesting spin off the really stereotypical magic system. Um, but yeah, it's like those, I, I really like fantasy novels that take something that's like really, really basic and then like tweak it. And I mean, like the black jewels, like the, the way they twist the magic system for their, their system, um, is the similar is kind of similar to the way that the blending does. And the blending kind of uses the idea of like a lot of different, really basic concepts of magic, but then she like pushes it a little bit further. And it's always like that, that piece that pushing it further, that's what really makes me appreciate because it's, it shows, um, that the author really put like some thought into it. Mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate a good magic system when it's unique and it's like, okay, how did you get there? Why did you go there? Right, right. Then there's a, a fairly recent one that I've read that has a, it's a kind of a take on picture of Dorian Gray. I think I've talked about it. Yeah, once yeah, before, yeah. You've, you mentioned it to me. I'm really, yeah, I need to, I need to find that one actually. It's an interesting one and it's, it's done by a local author, which is also cool for me because I actually know her and, um, it is called of uh, Creatures of Will and Temper, I believe is the name of the book. And it is an interesting take on um, connections with quote unquote demons. Hmm. But yeah. Anyway, that was I actually really enjoyed this one. Like this one was fun to talk about because mm-hmm. you guys surprised me a little bit with some of your choices. Didn't expect I was going to say Sun Tzu, did you? No, I did not. I did not I, at I all. Won't, I won't lie. I, I kind of was expecting you to because we yeah. had a conversation at Guardian Con about because your uh-huh. your leather bound one. I was going to say mm-hmm. I only mm-hmm. have a copy of it with me like everywhere I go anymore. <laughs> That's true. I had forgotten about that. You yeah. know, I'm going to do something a little bit uh, cheeky for next week's top three. Let's do you top three. Cheeky? Never. Mm, top three desserts. Oh, okay. Something light, something a little, little less deep in thought, I guess. Or you could go real deep with with whatever you're going to discuss. What your top three desserts are? Oh something. yes, I like the creme de la creme. <laughs> but so oh weird. my! Anyway, and we turned into an R-rated show all of a sudden. <laughs> um, well, you know. <laughs> But yeah, we'll do top three desserts next week. Thank you for joining us, and everybody loves a list.